Hey everybody, it's the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Sean Harwell, and this is the show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and yours, and my co-crack is here as always, Craig Moorhead. How are you, Craig? Crackling good, Sean. How are you doing this evening? Not too bad considering, not too bad considering at all. It was a beautiful day today, despite the fact that um can't really go anywhere, uh, mm-hmm. and go inside anywhere other than your house, per se, yeah. uh, but you know... Good day to be outside then, right? Well, I'll ask this. I mean, if I got in my car and I drove down the road and I just drove and then I turned around and I drove back to my house, is that wrong? I don't think so. Okay. And uh, my house backs up to a highway and I can assure you that there's still plenty of traffic going up and down the highway all day sure. long. I definitely think it's less, which is good. Okay. Um, but no, I think you can go for a drive. You should go for a drive. Well, that's what we did. I mean, we put the kids in the car and we just drove. We just yeah, drove we've done that. Yeah. a little ways down the road and drove back. Uh, and I figured that was all right, but, uh, I don't know. I was worried. I was worried I was being judged. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen, you know? Right. No one ever got hurt in a car, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just put the windows down and mm-hmm. lick people's mailboxes as you drive past. <laughs> that is a good time. Do not, don't, don't do that. Anybody. Mm. No, it's, yeah, I know. We're making light of it, and that's good. Maybe we're in that phase now, and uh, we'll be feeling completely guilty about that when we listen to it uh, yes. a couple of days from now. So with that in mind, um, why don't you tell people where they can come say hello to us, because now they maybe have the time to do so, and maybe the inclination will strike them, and we'd always love to hear from them. Absolutely, Sean. Uh, well, if, if you guys want to come and shout at us, you can find us on Twitter, at Never Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, also called Never Podcast. That's our uh, little uh, home base uh, name in the URL there. And at Instagram, we're at uh, N H O I T. That's Never Heard of It mm-hmm. uh, Podcast. N H O I T Podcast. Uh, you'll find us on Instagram. And, uh, you know, you can uh, tell us whatever whatever's on your mind, whatever's on your heart. Uh, if you don't like us joking about the current pandemic, let us know. Uh, I don't really like joking about it. I'd rather not even have it to joke about. For sure. Uh, but you can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public if you want to listen to it. And if you don't want to listen to it, you're in the wrong place right now. Mm. Uh, but please uh, subscribe and leave a review because that'll help other people find it. And uh, 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 maybe that'll help us find you. And that sounds a little creepy. Uh, we won't actually find you. I don't even know how that would work. Um, oh, we'll find them. Okay. I just needed, yeah. I kind of needed a button for this whole thing <laughs> and I just didn't have it. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's what they can do. Uh, Sean, I'm going to, I'm going to turn things around on you a little bit tonight. Oh yeah. Because Are usually you yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm oh, so sick of the working conditions. Okay. Uh, no. it's going to get real boring folks. Yeah. Go ahead. You, uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you what movies you have watched since the last time we talked. I'm going to make you go first. Is this because you haven't watched anything? No, I have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just oh my gosh. thought about asking. Well, thank you for asking, Craig. I appreciate that. I can tell you uh, today, this afternoon, this very afternoon on a Saturday, uh, I watched with my daughter 
Singing in the Rain. We finished it. We had started it the other day. And I think that is the only movie, aside from Wizard of Oz, well, I take that back, only live action movie aside from Wizard of Oz that she's seen that was made prior to like Star Wars, I guess, A New Hope. Wow. So, and she liked it. She was she was right into it and asking like, what what is going on? Like, why is... What are they doing to, to, to Debbie Reynolds? I mean, she didn't say Debbie yeah. Reynolds, but you know, she was talking. Right, sure. So yeah, that would have been crazy. if she Hollywood sweetheart Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that went over well. I was excited about that. And then the only other thing that I have watched since we last talked uh, is a movie called The Day of the Locust. You ever seen this, Chris? Uh, I have never seen it. I know what you're talking about, though. Okay, yeah, this movie, I, I didn't know much about it other than the title. And it was on the Criterion channel. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Karen Black, uh, it sounded cool. It's like about Hollywood in the 30s. And like, I think on the Criterion channel, they talked about it being one of the like bleakest satires of Hollywood. And I was like, okay, let's see what you got here. John Schlesinger. Oh, I love that name. Yeah, director of uh, Darling, which we've talked Mm -hmm. about. Um, It is an interesting, interesting movie with maybe one of the craziest endings I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Ever. Um, and I, I almost want to spoil it for you, but I feel like that would be wrong. But I really would love I, to t- yeah. talk about this ending with somebody. But Well, uh, I will check it out as soon as I can. Well, yeah, it's kind of a long movie, so you might want to break it up. But there's a couple interesting facts that I'll share mm-hmm. just briefly um, that I, did, I, I had no clue about. And um, it doesn't spoil anything, right? Right. So the first is that William Atherton is kind of the lead in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if Professor Hathaway from Real Genius. If you made it through the 80s, you know well, uh, William Atherton, but I don't think I had ever seen him in the lead in anything kind of like that. Right. And uh, it's a pretty dramatic role. He's quite good. I really liked him. Um, I can believe it. He's been an amazing character actor. Also a diehard, I think, right? Yes, he is in diehard, yeah. yeah. Um. And then the other is that Donald Sutherland is in this movie, and he plays the most meek, milk toast, pushover, sad sack guy I've ever seen him play. <laughs> He's fantastic <laughs> at it. And guess what his name is, Craig, in this um, movie? Oh, oh, oh. Um, um, Locust Jones. I'll give you a hint. Okay. His last name is Simpson. Homer Simpson? Homer Simpson. Yeah. Really? I feel, I almost feel like I kind of knew that. that I mean, it has to be, Yeah. I, I don't know, there's no, did they just pull that name out of a hat? Even if they did, I'm sure there's a million Simpsons nerds that have like made this connection before, but it was news sure. to me. I wanted to grab a screenshot because I had the subtitles on it and he says his last name is Simpson, Homer Simpson. I was like, what? <laughs> I almost like fell over. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, and that's it. That's the only two I've got. I did start Tiger King. Obviously, everybody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so far, I've enjoyed it. I'm only two episodes in. I know it's going to get super crazy, but I don't know. I like the first episode because it did seem like it was a little more about the animals and the characters, which I already kind of know a little bit about one right. guy's story. So it, I was happy to see that it just didn't kind of launch straight into the insanity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about you? Uh, I have not started watching Tiger King. First of all, uh, I'm going to talk about what I haven't watched. Um, <laughs> everyone's talking about it. More than one great person has 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 suggested that I watch it. 
I know and how I, you operate though. So you should, you, you know, you, yeah, you do your thing and you take a couple years and then that's you watch the thing. It. I, I, there's yeah. no way I can watch it. Enjoy it right now. Like if yeah. I watched it right now, I'd be like, this isn't so great. <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of doing that already. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, it's fine. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> but I've got a long, I've, yeah, right. I've got a ways to go. So I'm, I'm reserving judgment and it's good. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely enjoy it. So yeah, but everybody's I, I, having fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I hope they are. Um, so that's why I'm kind of avoiding it for right now. So what uh, what I've been watching, I watched Midsommar, uh, some <sighs> you might call it Midsummer. See, I, I still got to see that one. So man, I'm way I mean, on it. thoroughly enjoyed it. I love the way Ari Aster puts these things together. Um, hereditary. Still haven't seen Hereditary. It Her- scared me the trailer in the theater. So I mean, I- <laughs> Hereditary just floored me. And okay. Midsommar is, is a very different thing. I, I would actually, I'm not, I can't even tell you what it's akin to in my mind because you'll know exactly what I mean. But that's okay. one I would like you to watch so we could talk about it. It okay, is, yeah. There are several parts, Sean, that will be kind of scary. Yeah, I know. Okay. I can handle it. It's, 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 uh, it's at least bright, right? Most of it is very bright. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really uh, make up for what's going on, but a lot of it is very bright, pretty places. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really well done movie, though, no matter what. And um, my wife and I watched uh, Clue. She, I think that was for oh, the first time for her. Clue is no, very kidding. fun. Yeah. Uh, not, it's, it's sort of not super funny at the beginning. And then as it goes through, just becomes more and more madcap until everyone's just running everywhere. And once that starts happening, um, uh, it, it just kills me. I think it's hilarious. Oh, good. I, I kind of have held it in my mind as one of those movies that would not hold up um, if mm-hmm. I watched it again. So maybe uh, that's good to hear. That it well, is. I mean, there are parts, there are definitely, there are definitely bits that are not funny but but then you almost can't help it it's like it's a pretty good script and you have an amazing cast i mean there are some things that just get nailed just totally nailed and it's and it's great um we watched and then we watched a bunch of movies with uh the kids so we watched west side story which i'd never seen before no Uh, kidding okay no good movie and the kids are you a shark are you a jet Ah, man i'm 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 a i'm a tony I'm dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but yeah, they actually really liked that. We watched The Court cool. Jester, a Danny Kay movie, which, wow. man, Danny Kay, Court Jester, 1955. Uh, Sean, I, 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 uh, I, I recommend this to you. Okay. Mainly because it is like just solid sort of 50s comedy bits that are still mm-hmm. funny now, like like really well executed just solid comedy bits all the way through. It's, it's, good uh, yeah. Danny Kaye is really a, a good performer anyway, but I mean, you, man, the, the craftsmanship <laughs> is just so beautiful Yeah, in this movie. Uh, and it just never stops. Angela Lansbury's in it. She's all young. It's kind of cool. Nice. Uh, we've got, uh, we watched an American in Paris, which With is the really kids the one. Too? That, yeah. The kids too. Wow. I, this is kind of crazy that we went to n- 1950s well, musicals with the kids this week. It gets even crazier because we watch Singing in the Rain. Mm. That's kind of... No joke. Yeah, that's wow. kind of where it all started. They loved Singing in the Rain. An American yeah. in Paris kind of lost them and kind of lost me, honestly, by the end. Okay. But it's still Gene Kelly dancing. Yeah. They're good songs. But Singing in the Rain, they they just... They were laughing the whole way through it. So, uh, um, That's yeah. funny. And yeah. what about the court jester? Did they like that? Oh, yeah. Court Jester, okay. Court Jester especially. I would recommend that for okay. yeah Ingrid too, because dude, uh, it's it's great. It's so much fun for everybody, nice. everybody involved. 
Yeah, I've got um like the uh, Errol Flynn Robin Hood. I've got a copy of that. that oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Might sit with. I don't know that I've ever seen that either. So. Oh yeah, I think the only time yeah. I saw it was uh, back at school. Probably. Yeah. When we were cool. Back when we were cool at school. Well, that's awesome. Uh, maybe we'll just make this the uh, pandemic of musicals. Indeed. Indeed. It's worse ways to do it. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the movie that we did watch, which is Phase 4 from 1974. And I hope people listen to the tee-up. But if you find yourself wanting to know more about the making of this and the folks involved and you missed that episode, go check it out. It is a horror sci-fi thriller, and it was directed by Sal Bass, which, if you're a movie nerd, you certainly know that name. We've got Nigel Davenport, Michael Murphy, Lynn Frederick, Alan Gifford, Robert Henderson, Helen Horton, and David Healy, which is the entire cast listed on IMDb, and I believe that's That's, entirely right. In fact, David Healy... You don't even see him. He's just the radio announcer I'm seeing here. That's right. Yeah, super small cast, very contained movie because most of it is about ants. So in lieu of giving a log line, Craig. Yeah. Let's travel back in time, shall we? Uh, Let's let's take it back to 1973 because, you know, sometimes these things take a little while to come together. That's right. Let's just say I'm a uh, studio executive. Looks like maybe... Maybe Paramount. It was Paramount already. It was Paramount. Yeah, so I'm at Paramount. You know me. Me and Bob Evans just hanging out probably. You know, there might be like a pistol on my table. Probably. A very big wooden table. Just unexplained. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A trapper keeper full of acid probably. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I don't, I don't even know if you could put that in a trapper keeper. I'm not a drug person. No. <laughs> Sounds cool though. Sell me on phase forward. What, you, got a, you got a pitch for me on this? Oh, I've got... An incredible pitch for you. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Ants, right? What are they? No one knows. You mean like my uh, my mom's sister? No, no, no. Okay. Let me back up. Okay. Ants, the bug. Okay, okay. Right, okay. Uh, no one knows what they are, where they come from, but they're everywhere, and you don't think much of them, right? Like if they're in your yard, who cares? If they're in your house, you step on them, right? That's about it. Am I right? Mm, yeah, sometimes I like flick them off the counter. Flick them off the counter. What could be more American than that? Well, what if, okay, what if the ants stepped on us? Huh. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to shrink? This is like a shrinking movie? Like mm, a... No, 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 no. It's not okay. a shrinking movie. But let me lay it out for you, okay? In our picture, the ants are aided by a sort of vague cosmic hootie-doo, and they turn the tables and set out to enslave humanity. Okay? Think about it. Little tiny ants, like they're going to take over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, now by humanity, I'm talking about three different people. Uh, One is a scientist. Okay? The other is a mathematician. The third is a horse girl. Okay? You follow me? I think that represents the broad spectrum That's pretty much everybody that you're going to meet in your life. You're going to fall in one of those categories. Okay. Exactly. Now, together they form a team that, in all honesty, barely hangs together uh, for even a second. Uh, And then they pretty much kill themselves. But then at the end, we get a voiceover that explains the ants are taking charge. And then then the audience is like, well... um, I, I don't know. It's better than Nixon or something. Boom. 
That's the movie. Ants better than Nixon. Yeah. Um, you sure it can't just be like caterpillars or something? Uh, well, we can't get them to work for scale. Scale. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. If you could kill some grandparents, you got yourself a movie. Done. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Handshake. Um, everybody drops a tab and it's a great day. Here's a check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would like to think that the reality of how this movie came together is probably not too far from, <laughs> from some of that. Okay. Because... Yeah, it is. I'll, I'll read the official log line now on IMDb, at least, because sure. uh, you'll see that Craig's not very far off at all. Desert ants suddenly form a collective intelligence and begin to wage war on the inhabitants. It is up to two scientists and a stray girl they rescue from the ants to destroy them. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, destroy slash study slash observe slash yeah. sweat. Sure, <laughs> a lot of sweating. Unbutton a couple the buttons on the shirt. Sweaty seventies, yeah. Yeah, it is a sweaty seventies. Um, but yeah, that is kind of the movie. And I'm I'm glad you brought up the the cosmic hoodoo or whatever you called it. Mm -hmm. um, Hootie do, but yeah. Yeah, because there is another element to this movie that that kind of I think earns the sci-fi tag that it's been given here. That is different from say. Uh, a sci-fi B movie of like the fifties, right, mm -hmm. or sixties. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But I am kind of curious uh, to know, Craig. Uh, phase four, you had heard about it uh, from listener Terry Welch. Again, thank you for suggesting it. Yeah. Uh, I I wasn't sure. I'm still not sure where I was in my expectations of this movie, but it, I know it sounded cool, and I was really interested to see what Sal Bass. Uh, could do behind the camera. So with that in mind, how did this movie deliver on the promise of your expectations? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm looking at... Ants. I should have known better because I, I I did the whole... I'm looking at ants. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line. No, but I'm looking at the poster. Yeah, you got poster's ants so good. attacking... The poster is really great. People are running, things are exploding, and it says the day the earth was turned into a cemetery. So honestly, I did feel like it was going to be slightly more of an epic <laughs> feeling movie yeah. than it is at all. I mean, this is a very small movie. Mm -hmm. um, There's like a corner of a uh, abandoned development in Arizona that's turned into a cemetery. I mean, and that would have been a lot to fit on the poster, yes. but that's a little more accurate yeah. than the day that the earth was. And maybe was... not quite as hooky. Yeah. 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 But that is, that is kind of what the movie is. Yeah. Um, so, so it didn't, it didn't live up to that. And, and, you know, knowing that it was an early episode of MST3K, which is on YouTube, by the way, I like... noticed. I know. I, I really want to check yeah, it out. Too. I, I oh could gosh. feel, I could feel where, where those jokes would mm -hmm. land. Like I could see exactly the threads that they were going to um, pursue on that. Um, and that being said, there's still things in this movie uh, that I am quite frankly, completely amazed by. Mm -hmm. And I guess mainly because it turned out to be such a small movie. If it was a bigger movie, I might think, eh, it's not a big deal. But considering how small a movie this looks to be, I don't know. There are parts on here that I couldn't imagine how I would ever achieve what they did. I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, how, how, how did you feel about this? Did it live up to your expectations? I don't know that it, it, it lived up to my expectations, but only because I was thinking, again, of like a slightly different movie than what was delivered. But mm-hmm. it exceeded it in some capacities. And yeah, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you that I think it benefits from being smaller and more contained because, yeah, trying to portray that the entire world is under attack from ants, again, I don't know how you do that without like CGI or some really bad, bad effects. And here, my most appreciative takeaway was there's incredible ant footage in this movie. If you pulled out all the human stuff, all the acting, yeah, this would just be like an amazing nature documentary. I mean, like the macro photography is insane. Like it's, it's crazy incredible. good. Yeah, I don't know how you get an ant to do anything. I can't imagine the frustrations of trying to shoot what they shot and get what they got. Um, yeah, because there's an or just they just shoot stuff and then they built their story around that. I mean, I don't know how you would do that. It seems like you'd have to have some form <laughs> of screenplay. I didn't actually think of that, but yeah. Cause, because, yeah, because there are parts where it's like there are extended sequences of ants essentially acting. Yeah. How, how, how? How long did it take you to just you just sit there with a the camera and just wait until it picks up this thing and starts dragging oh my God. it? God, yeah, I don't know. Away? Like, I mean, oh I know God. you can like leave things out to attract them, and yet at the same time, it's, you know. I, got ant, I had ant in my kitchen today, and they were not bothering the, the like, you know, the lemon that was on the counter, they were just crawling around, you know? So just kind of amazement at a lot of the technical stuff that went into the movie. And then I do think this is the 2001 space odyssey of ant movies. And Oh yeah. And not because it's a masterpiece, but just because it it is (laughs) definitely, I mean, you can feel the influence in places, right. From the opening shot onward and just some of the effects and and like, yeah, the cosmology that they're trying to inject into this. And I do need to go try to find that original ending that we talked about a little in the tee up that was taken away that, that sort of sounds like some weird sequence of, of events that, that might play out a bit like the trip sequence in 2001. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know what really any of it means to the story, but the general concept of, you know, a breed of insect, like you were saying, that we pay no attention to that are like the lowest of the low. I mean, we've seen Bugs Life, so we know that, um, that whole side of it. But this is kind of like a precursor to that is like, you know, if they were to ever communicate and work in an organized way as an entire species. Yeah. You do wonder like, what could they, like, what could they accomplish? Like they do, it does feel like they could just devastate things if they wanted to or yeah, had, they, had the absolutely. ability to. So from a general concept, like I found that interesting. I think they treated it as if it was like hardcore sci-fi, which is nice. And yet, even though it's maybe not perhaps worthy of that, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah. Um, as far as at least where they went with it. So all that stuff is great. The human story, eh, okay, you know, there's moments. Um, sure. I don't, I don't have a... But it's kind of interesting even yeah. that. And, and and I was thinking that specifically. I'm like, boy, these characters are really nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And and so it doesn't really make it that compelling. But then it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess, I guess the ants are the heroes of this? Like, 
that I almost feel more for the ants than the people. Yeah, I could see that, especially the end by the end of it uh, and how that ends, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like Lynn Frederick, horse girl. Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do in this movie. She just has nothing to do. Nope. I don't, and I don't know, you no. know, we talked a little bit about how they were struggling with her accent a little bit. And, mm -hmm. you know, they were trying to make her appear to be much younger than she is, even though it never felt like that to me. Um, in fact, it seemed like yeah, Michael yeah. Murphy was trying to mack on her a little bit, which... Uh, Man, and it just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. He seems like he's closing in on 40. She seems like she's maybe 17. Yeah, yeah it was a little weird. I was, I was glad it didn't go there entirely. Yes. But it felt like it. Um, I mean, yeah, he gave her plenty of looks. Yeah, and then Nigel Davenport is a little bit of a stock mad scientist who, you know, the, the yeah. research is more important than... Uh, you know, showing any sort of emotion or, you know, uh, concern that people were killed in the process of this. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the human story is lacking, but I can kind of see why this has like some cult status to it for a lot sure. of different reasons. Uh, but mostly because of that photography, I think, personally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is so much mm -hmm. of it. I'd say at least half the yeah, movie. Yeah, it feels that way. You're just spending with ants and you're not no one's talking you're watching ants act and it's kind of insane and you're watching like you're watching whole sequences of one ant doing something and all these you know all these like shots that i don't know yeah it, it's very incredible well, i was gonna say i mean to is me, there any sort of like specific moment within that that ant footage that stuck out to you or any couple well, yeah uh i mean and there's plenty more like this yeah. but there's one bit where lynn frederick is like sleeping mm -hmm. and an ant all in like macro footage, whatever. No animation that I could detect. Me either. The ant crawls into her uh, pant leg, right? Then you have some shots, I, I believe, inside the pant leg of it continuing to crawl up her mm -hmm. leg. It crawls up out of the pants into uh, under her shirt. Then we have a shot of it crawling up and crawling down into her belly button and then over and continuing up like under her shirt, yeah. like all this. I mean, it's like this whole sequence of shots that this ant has to do this <laughs> and it's doing exactly what you would want it to do. Like none of it feels like, oh, well, we had one second of an ant doing something that seems like what it should do. So we threw it in. Like, it seems like they really needed that ant to do that and they got the shot. Yeah. Like the, it is the Stanley Kubrick of ants. <laughs> like I wonder how many takes of this yes. shit had to happen. Take 97. <laughs> roll it um i mean it's incredible and there's way more stuff than that yeah too. like there's tons of stuff like i that. was kind of floored by there's a sequence where the um you know basically our two kind of scientist mathematician guys here michael murphy and nigel davenport um set up a research station that's sort of like this polygon shaped thing very futuristic looking and it's got these couple little orbs that attach to it through pipes that are kind of building a larger circumference around this unit. And they have all these microphones set up and they're listening for the ants. And when the ants kind of come near them, at one point they um, are able to use like an, like an insecticide that sprays out from those little attached orbs. And it's, they called it 100% yellow, I think, in, in the dialogue, yeah. which I just thought was like a cool saying, you know, 
That's great. Yeah. And it looks what more do you need? incredible. Like that that whole sequence was pretty amazing, I thought, just visually, because mm-hmm. it is bright yellow in this desert. And like, yeah, they as we mentioned, they absolutely shot in in Africa. You can tell. Like it ain't Arizona. Um <laughs> that I can tell. At least not Arizona Desert. But later on, you get all this footage of the ants. You know, certainly some of them die, but then there's others that have like a little ball of this insecticide, this yellow insecticide. And it yeah. looks like maybe acorn size to begin with. And one ant mm-hmm. is dragging it into the hive and chewing on it and dies. Mm-hmm. And then another one comes and gets it. And the same thing happens. And then another one yeah. comes and gets it. And then like before you know it, they have a shot of... I don't know what orifice you want to call it, but it looks like the queen laying an mm-hmm. egg and it's like extremely close, close and you only see the egg come out and there's like a pile of eggs and then one comes out that's bright yellow and it's like an incredible yep. shot. Um, and it doesn't seem like any sort of prosthetics. I know, like it God, doesn't seem like that. It. I mean, I... I, I I can only imagine it had to be like for that specific shot, but it is a great shot. I don't know. It doesn't look like it. But it's still, yeah. even if it is, they still they still built it oh, so that it would be a macro yeah. shot because it yes. looks exactly like everything it's else. Sold one hundred percent. And um, it's pretty I mean, incredible. a if you are obviously like if you have a phobia of insects, you need to stay far away from this movie. <laughs> but b um, there were definitely ants harmed in the making of this movie because yeah. there's like slow motion shots of these rocks just like crushing their torsos and juice going oh, flying. God, yeah. and it, it just oh, Jesus. it looks really, really real. And uh and and that's yeah, it it's it, the ethics of that are are, are weird. Sure. But it's also nineteen seventy four. Still incredible shots. Yeah. And I mean macro shots. Yeah. And, you know, again, know. nature documentaries have animals dying in them all the time. Uh, I, yeah. Again, uh, the one with the rock, I think, obviously, they probably staged. Uh, there is, yeah. well, with that and the praying mantis death, I think, for sure, um, was staged. Yeah, I mean, some of that was real. Well, no? it got burnt, didn't it? I mean, I think. Yeah. But but it kills an ant. Like, that was definitely real. And that was crazy to watch, this praying right. mantis eat an ant. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, there's there's just loads of that. And there's these dissolves of, uh, like, time-lapse photography of these ants just, cl- you know, picking clean a, um, a tar- like, I think it was a tarantula or some sort of spider. Yep. And a, um, I don't know if that was a mouse or some other sort of There was another vermin. one that was like a yeah, mouse. Um, yeah. It looks like a mouse and yet not quite a mouse to me. So, yeah, I mean, some of those shots were just ridiculous. So... I don't know. I, I'm really curious too. Is like how much of that fell under, you know, Sal Bass's direction, or is that like a second unit kind of thing, or is that you know the yeah. effects department, or there's like completely like the you know the ant wranglers that are doing all that stuff? It'd be really fascinating to find out a bunch more about this now that I've seen it and kind of know what it is. Yeah, I wish it was a more popular movie. Yeah, <laughs> we might have. Some some interviews about how that worked because I, I mean yeah it just seems like that would have taken a million years for sure. Yeah. Well, let's jump to the story side just a little bit, and um, I mean the basics kind of story is that these two guys show up in this area. I, I'm assuming they were called there because 
you know, there's some voiceover at the beginning that I can't remember. I mean, I guess that's Nigel Davenport's, well, uh, some of it is and some of it isn't because I know he, he is, his name is mentioned as like the professor that's studying these ants in some of the yes. voiceover. I mean, but it it does open with this sort of cosmic sequence and you're seeing a planet and space and all this stuff and you're kind of just learning that for some reason ordinary ants of different species are start starting to do things that normal ants don't do. And I'm, there might have been more to that, but that's all I really took away. <laughs> and that's I kind of feel like that's all you need to know. Right. I mean, something happened. I'm yeah. assuming it's it again is a little bit of a 2001 thing where there's like a, a cosmic influence that's you know imparting intelligence or at least affecting the brainwaves of these these uh, ants. And in this area where yeah, there had once been the beginnings of a development, a suburban development, it's now completely abandoned. The ants have have eaten through some of the structures, eaten through many of the crops there. And they've also left a, a structure of their own that looks very intentional. It's somewhat monolithic, mm-hmm. but it's it's like six little towers, I guess you would say. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. They're made out of dirt, wood, stone. That's what I, that's what I think, I mean, yeah. yeah. They've got a little notch in them, and you can kind of see that there's movement inside there. Um, but there just happens to be like one farmhouse next door, right? And um, they have been able to like dig a, dig a trench to kind of keep the ants from hopping over onto their land and their crops. And they filled it with gasoline. So their plan is if they ever get over, they'll burn them. Of course, that's exactly what happens. And of course, it's not enough. Really kind of mm. awful sequence where the, they first realize this because their horse starts acting wildly and the ants are on the horse. Which means 1974. The only thing you can do is is shoot the horse to put it out of put it out of its misery. And that, that that I'm not. I wasn't not a fan of. That. I was like, can you not just like get a hose or yeah. something and like wash the ants off of this poor horse? <laughs> Once one ant gets on the horse, it's all. Yeah, over. I mean, you can't. There's nothing that can be done. And we do know that they they burrow. They are ants. They dig in. So I guess like they could. You know, I mean, better than just shoot it off screen than to see it happen on screen or to see like you know ant yeah. holes in these things. But. It, At least the other actors seemed upset about yes, it. Yes, they did. It's so bad that, <laughs> you know, the ants are tearing up the roof of the house and it collapses and the fire leaps oh, yeah. from the ant trench to their house. And so they have to flee for their lives. And this is, um, who do we got here? Mr. Eldridge, Alan Gifford, and Mildred Eldridge, played by Helen Horton, who looks like she's still in the 1930s Dust Bowl. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, Grapes of Wrath dress and <laughs> their granddaughter Kendra played by Lynn Frederick who's a pretty good Olivia Hussey double um, if you've seen Black Christmas right? Yes absolutely I, I thought about her several mm-hmm. times during that they flee in a truck with their farmhand Cleet I believe or maybe he was like a family member and there's a great Jeez. shot in the cab of the truck which I liked where Mildred notices an ant in uh, Mr. Eldridge's hair, and it kind of zooms. Oh, yeah. That was an awesome shot. And of course, she tries to smack it off of him, and then he's swerving, and it looks like a catastrophe that would have killed uh, uh, 
Kendra and Cleet, who were in the very back of the truck. For sure. But instead, it just like turns over and they're hurt. And this is at night. But that also kind of coincides then the next day, I think, or maybe right around then is when they spray that insecticide and they're right beside it and they end up dying. Yeah. I have no clue how Kendra ended up in a storm cellar somewhere. I did that. Unless I blinked or was writing my notes and looked down, did I miss how she got away? No, no. It was just it was just chaos. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what about her character um, suggests that she would be our sole survivor. I didn't see what happened to Cleet at all. Yeah, no, neither did I. Okay. Because we see the we see the. Uh, I mean the grandparents, right? Yeah, you see them. I mean they're they're still yeah. kind of alive. I think when the spray happens and they get kind of dusted yes. by that and it ends up killing them. And, yeah, I did not see what happened to Cleet either. I, I assumed he was just covered in uh, in hundred yeah. percent yellow. I think screenwriting is what happened, or editing in the uh, editing room by the yeah, producers and they cut that kind of stuff out. Because yeah, she pops out of a storm cellar. <laughs> no clue. But uh, yeah. anyway, so... And then immediately passes out and falls back yeah. down um, into the cellar. Our heroes, our scientists and mathematician, they come out uh, the next day and find the bodies. And of course, like, Nigel Davenport just could care less. Like, he just does oh, not yeah. give a damn. A really cool shot of, like, three circular ant holes in the hand, the dead hand of Mr. Eldridge. And of course, like, an ant comes out. Um, yeah. But that is the premise to get... Uh, this young girl, Kendra, into the lab with them. And from there, it is kind of just like a series of obstacles of will the ants get in or won't they? We know that they're getting in at a certain point. We certainly know that they're already there. And in fact, I think they bring in some of the ants from uh, the dead man's hand. Um, yes. And Kendra gets really mad and breaks the uh, like glass tubes that they were in, which seems like a bad idea. A good Good move. Yeah, yeah, so some of them get out. But um, I don't know. Like, to me, again, like, the story part of that felt really, you know, it's it's almost like watching Alien or something, but without any of the actual, like, real fear to it whatsoever. Uh, I, right. I mean, that's me. Maybe people's mileage will vary. Um, well, I think uh, it was around that time where I started, you know, really thinking about the fact that I didn't, I didn't really know or care anything about the characters. I didn't know what this situation yeah. was to them in any special way. Outside of uh, uh, Lynn Frederick's character, you know, I mean, her grandparents at least were killed by the ants. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And, and, and Davenport is kind of, is, I, I, I don't know. He, he, he seems like he wants to, he doesn't really want to kill the ants. You know, it's more like he wants to study them. It's that old thing. Uh, I guess neither one of them want to kill the ants, really, but... But he's less yeah, willing to, although he changes his tune by the end of it, you know. He's like, we have to kill the queen. Yeah. Um, right, yeah, yeah, he totally changes his, his tune. But yeah, at, at that point in the movie, uh, it, 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 there's not a lot of... Not a ton of tension Really, now, aside from the ants are dangerous and they're outside, it's it's kind of a siege movie. At this yeah, point. and it feels like Michael Murphy, in a way, is set up to be your sort of sympathetic hero, the guy that's going to save the day. 
um, right. You're he's a bit more of an everyman, and he at least like has empathy when he sees two corpses on the ground in front of them that ostensibly they could have killed uh, with the insecticide. Yeah. I mean, they could be to blame uh, in an autopsy, but even then, it's like yeah, like it, there's just an awkwardness with him and Kendra that doesn't quite feel right. And then at one point, you know, he's talking to her. And she says, my grandparents are dead, aren't they? Which I guess she didn't realize or know, which, again, was just weird because of the whole storm. Yeah, I thought she saw, yeah. And Michael Murphy says, yeah, they are. But then he, like, immediately goes, well, don't you have parents? You know, as if, (laughs) you know. It's not so bad, right? You still got somebody, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, dumbass, like, I miss my grandparents. doesn't mean, you know, just because I got parents doesn't mean I should be, not be sad about that. He's a cold fish, that might Yeah, be. it was such a weird line reading and just a line period that uh, just made yes. no sense to me. Um, and so, you know, again, like, my level of interest throughout that kind of back half of the movie was really just about watching the ants and seeing what they're doing. And it felt like mm-hmm. that was probably Sal Bass's level of interest, too. <laughs> like, that was his his thing. It was like, this is where the yeah. cool movie is. Um in here and i mean the story is is kind of you know nothing terribly surprising happens until the very end uh you know you get a sort of the standard thing where hubs is bitten by an ant which you, i mean i kind of knew that was going to happen at some point sure his hands start swelling up then his arms start swelling up it is kind of a weird thing though because it's like was well, is he going to turn into an ant himself? Like, how? where can you go with this? Yeah. Like, how far can you really go with this? Like, he was bitten by one ant. They sort of already established well, that it's not just the individual. It is the colony of ants working together that is the real threat here. So that right. was kind of like a disconnect for me. But anyway, what were you going to say? Well, and I was I was wondering, uh, and I think there's something that Michael Murphy said that that brought this up to me. But, you know, was it a situation that because he had been bitten somehow they were inheriting some uh knowledge from him and that's how they were like oh like we're going to sabotage this machine and we're going to do this and that um i may have missed that but it makes a ton of sense yeah yeah i just figured like yeah one of them bit him and then went back to the other ones and had i think you know there was some stuff where he was kind of talking about communicating with them and then even yeah. like Michael Murphy would would send them messages with that sort of printer thing, where you know it would right. draw like a rectangle, or he would like you know try to con- con- you know converse in mathematics, which sort of reminded me of Arrival, um, that movie from a couple years ago, which is kind yeah. of like conversing with aliens. Um, yeah, I think there was some stuff in there which would make a ton of sense because otherwise it was like. They're like trying to. They're getting ready to call out, you know. Or Michael Murphy's like, "This is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm making the call. Let's get a helicopter, and we got to tell them about this girl and these bodies." And then right then they discover that like six ants were able to pick the exact like you know communications card and whatever these old school computers were that right. had like the the microchip that allowed them to connect an outside line and happen to chew through it or whatever. It's like that. That seems like a bit of a stretch, even. For- <laughs> for these yeah, ants right now for yeah. our ants yeah but um maybe that's what was going on there i mean it is certainly in the ending of this film which i think we should talk about and kind of maybe just go ahead and skip there 
And I'll be the first to admit that I tuned out for part of this. And it was partly because my copy just stopped working. I rented this and it's, I was streaming and it just stopped with 10 minutes left. And so I had to go through a couple different devices before I finally got it working again. Um, so maybe you should tell me like what your impressions of the ending, you know, they, they sort of talk about this plan that, um, the ants are, are almost waiting them out. You know, they did this crazy thing where they built these structures or positioned these structures in a way that the sun would reflect off of them during the day and just bathe this polygon in heat. Um, mm-hmm. And it was raising the temperature into the hundreds and shutting down their systems so the humans could only really do anything at night. Um, and at a certain point, you know, enough's enough. And Hubs was talking about, we have to kill the queen. That's the only way we can stop them. I think I know where the queen is. She's out there. You know, he shows some video footage or whatever, some camera they had. Um, And then Kendra makes a break for it, right? Right. And that was kind of like a self-sacrifice. She thinks that the ants are after her because they were after her grandparents, I guess. Was that kind of the implication or... Yeah. So yeah, because Michael Murphy, the the ant sent him a communication. It was basically a big circle with a smaller circle inside the circle. That's right. The dot in the circle. Yeah. Who's the dot? They were trying to figure out who or what the dot was, right? Exactly. And so uh, Kendra believes that it's her, I think. And so she's like, well, if I get out of here, then then they'll leave these guys alone. So she goes running off into to, 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 to meet her fate. And, uh, and, and leaves a message for Michael Murphy, who's very upset, uh, because he was just trying to mack on her a second ago. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and, and, and then, and then, uh, Nigel, old hubs, mm-hmm. that's when hubs goes out and he's like, I'm going to, that's when he says he's going to kill the queen, right? Yeah. He's going to go out and kill the queen. And, and. Yeah, Michael Murphy's like, no, 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 don't do that. But he runs out anyway. Michael Murphy runs out after him. Uh, Hubs falls into a pit. It's a it's a trap yep. that the that the ants made, and then the ants start falling all over him. And when they're falling on him, it just looks like dirt is falling on him. <laughs> well, you know, they're ants. Yeah, yeah. But then then you cut to the 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 close ups, and you see a lot of ants all over the place. And uh, the idea being that he's being uh, you know eaten like the mouse and like the tarantula. Mm-hmm. And uh, and old Michael Murphy doesn't like that too much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and 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 so then he decides he's got to kill the queen. I think. Right. And now everyone else is dead, so he goes and he, I believe he puts on his sparkly suit again. They have the most sparkly disco suits. Yeah. That they walk around. They in. called them their hard suits too, which I mean it's hard like a hazmat suits, yeah. kind of thing. But um. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Very um, sparkly. Except flashier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so he puts that on and he's making his way out and he thinks he knows where the, where the queen is. There's this huge mound out in the, uh, middle of the, I mean, desert basically that he goes, uh, he goes headed for and on his way out there, I believe this is what it is. Wait, how did this happen? <laughs> I had a lot of questions about how any of that happened. Well, I, for, I was trying to remember how the ants got to him. And all I remember is at one point, one of them, like, like like his his uh his mask gets cracked. Yeah. And they get in that way, but I don't remember yeah, I don't what cracked remember the either. mask. 
Did he fall? I can't remember what happened. We're good movie people. But uh, the mask breaks and the ants get in through the mask. And so he's tearing the mask off. And now he's out there and he's, he's all exposed and it's hot. And he gets to the, to the anthill and it's just, it's this yeah, enormous it's hole. So, it, it, yeah, in one shot, I thought, oh, it's, that's like a small anthill. And then, then he's sitting in it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, that's an enormous hill with an enormous hole in the middle of it. So then he slides down into the hole, and there's a nice long slide. Looks like a lot of fun if you're not about to mm-hmm. be killed, probably. And he slides all the way down, and you get this really nice shot. And I thought about Saul Bass right here. It's very nice. He's got this like lit circle behind him that's the tunnel yeah. that he just came out of. And then there's like a square in front of him that's kind of a door. Uh, just kind of a really nice composition. So then, it, it this still won't make a ton of sense. So then he's looking at the 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 dirt, the the earth that's in front of him, and a hand comes out of the earth, and then another hand, and they're pretty pretty oh, right. Kendra. Okay, hands. yes. And they're coming out of the earth, and then she stands up. She totally comes out, and she holds her arms out to him. And she looks none the worse for wear, aside from the fact that she just came out well, of the earth yeah. in a weird way. But, but she doesn't look like she's been eaten in any way. And, uh, and he, after seeing a human being rise out of the earth, but he's been bitten, so maybe this is a part of being bitten. I think, mm. I think it is. Because the thing is, they want to control yes. these guys. So he stands up and goes over and hugs her. And then I think that's when okay. the VO begins. And it's him explaining that what these ants really want isn't so much to kill everybody, but to turn them into their workers. Yes. And he said something about... I believe. I don't know what the ants want with us, but I know that we will be told or something like that. I was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah, ending. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's interesting to a, to a degree. Um, it is. But it does feel like <laughs> it may not yeah. be satisfying, but it's definitely like just some bigger reco- you know, uh, realization about what that larger plan is. Like, okay, well, what are they, what are right. they, what are the ants going to do with human workers? Like, I, I mean, that's still, I'm like, well, okay, yeah, bring bring them food, I guess. I don't know, picnic tables and be annoying or something. Uh, yeah, maybe that's an ants perfect yeah. planet, you know. Just <laughs> nothing but picnics, as far as the eye can see. Yeah, we really need to get an ant on here to ask. Um, Again, like it, it just has those little flourishes that are more sci-fi and in an interesting sort of way than I expected, even if they don't make sense. And those are the stuff that I, I did like and appreciated about this movie as opposed to just some schlock fest yeah. about killer ants, which yes. I, I thought might be more of than there actually is in this. Um, is there anything that you just absolutely thought, oh, this is terrible? Uh, that was absolutely terrible. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there were, there were, there are a lot of moments again that, that do kind of lead themselves to Mm -hmm. quips and so on. I mean, very much like that. Oh, your grandparents are dead. Well, you got parents, right? Like that kind of stuff. It's just like, come on. Uh, what is that about? But, um, I mean, super terrible. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, this is a movie where I feel like we mi- kind of missed a first act. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I'm assuming that was maybe to keep the runtime short and just keep the interesting stuff in. Um, but 
otherwise, I, I, I don't know. I, outside of that, that kind of stuff kind of letting me down, there wasn't much more to it. What about you? Not, I mean, nothing too terrible. I do think, um, yeah, you're right. I was just trying to remember, like, what year did Jaws come out? 75. Because I kind of wish and wonder if this had come out after that, if they would have had a more compelling trio of characters stuck in this lab because it is kind of like that setup in a weird way. But like, imagine not having the scene where they're getting drunk and like showing scars and jaws. Like, you know, there's just, there's nothing about their personal lives whatsoever in this movie. There really isn't. And you're just left to wonder, okay, I guess they're just these people and they have nothing else to them. And like for, yeah, for Kendra's sake, like yeah. that, that just means that there's just nothing to her at all. Um, but there was one pretty right. funny line reading, I thought by Nigel Davenport. He's having uh, the conversation with Michael Murphy and uh, Michael Murphy is like asking him about like the family and like if he's made the call and, and like what's going to happen, you know, he just said like, you haven't contacted any civilians, have you? And Hubs is just like, no. <laughs> and that made me laugh, actually. But um, story-wise, you'd love to see more detail about these characters. Um, but I don't think that was a real yeah. draw here for this one. This is why it's not Jaws, and it's no. Phase 4. And, uh, you know, not every movie can or should be Jaws. So there you go. Absolutely. And I would say, even even with all that, even with the ways in which the movie does kind of let me down i would still fully recommend it just to watch just for what i'd they watch did it again ants. yeah i mean in a heartbeat yeah it's incredible it's not too no. much to sit through uh and man yeah that's it's it's yeah, pretty impressive i definitely am interested in the uh, mystery science theater version of it but yeah i'd mm-hmm. watch it again uh, it was streaming on Amazon Prime for free or for no additional cost, but uh, it is no longer, as I found oh. out. And so, yeah, I ended up watching it. The rest of it on oh, Hulu. Was it there? Okay, I, I think it might still. Yeah, be I Hulu, just but I don't know. Subscription just lapsed on that one too. So anyway, but it is readily available to rent uh, at a ton of other places. Hopefully, you won't run into a situation where it just stops working uh, ten minutes towards the end, like it did for me. But uh, definitely recommend it <laughs> and. Yeah, I I kind of think it is unfair that Saul Bass did not direct another movie after this. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Craig, we did it. We watched Phase 4. Thank yeah. you again to Terry Welch for suggesting it. Um, yeah, Terry, thanks. And uh, yeah, you know, it is that time of year. You just want to keep an eye out on those ants that are coming into your house right now. It's true. If it looks like they're communicating... Mm, God, you're going to need some 100% yellow pretty quick. 100% yellow, yeah. You're going to want a lot gallons and gallons of it, which may be hard to get right now, given our current situation. So just be, be careful with that. That's right. And uh, come back next time. We will tee up another and uh, have some fun at the movies. Craig, any last words? Uh, hey, people, call your aunts. Uh, make sure they're all nope. right. It does. That makes all sense, right. yeah. We'll talk next time. All right. And I am now recording, and I hope to get to bed before 11 o'clock tonight. All right.